It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Will Clark here. Hope you're all doing good. So this week on the show, I have my one and only good mate from Italy. However, he lives in LA, the one and only bot. Love this guy. Uh, he's currently in the process of doing, a, I think, a production school on IO Academy. So I got him on to talk about that. All the details are in the description below as well beforehand. Um, we also talked about like, a bunch of other stuff and it was a really good conversation. I love him to bits. Hope you enjoy the conversation. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Bot. How's it going, mate? Very good. Dude, I, have, I haven't spoke to you for ages. Um, we, usu- we usually have... We usually do like at least once a month or like once every other month, like catch up in LA we like cook some food on your like in your kitchen looking over LA or we go to what's that pizza place in in LA we go to we usually went to the Sano but the the best one was did we ever go to Lantica Pizzeria yeah Lantica is best it's good but it's too expensive for fucking pizza man yeah I never paid there I cannot afford it myself only go with someone else. You only go with rich friends because it's yeah. ridiculous, man. Yeah, I thought that the guys are from Naples. I tell them, like, guys, really? 20 bucks for a margarita? Yeah, but know. they're like, they're obviously clearly Italian dudes from Naples and they're like, oh, LA, people have money. <laughs> they're like, yeah, that's fucking. And they're the only them. ones that do it actually the legit way. It's strange. Does Desano not? Desano, yes. But but Lantica is even more... Authentic. Lantica is like an ancient pizza place in Naples. Ah, okay. So they play that card too. Like, you know, that from 1800s. Yeah. And they only have three shops. You know, Desano is more like a chain. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. A little bit. Yeah, it's on the East Coast too. Okay. Craig Williams, by the way, just because we were worried that it was closed. Yeah. And today he found out that actually they were just temporarily closed because they had some COVID cases. <laughs> so they're quarantining. But it's going to be open 14 days. So it's hasn't, a relief. Hasn't all of the restaurants closed down in LA again? Uh, the, the dining, yes. since but Not since long. I, I feel today I was driving around, I think it's, Two days, three days. Yeah. Because before you would see those signs, dine-in, yeah. available, and now no. Nothing. Now it's just curbside and, you know. Dude, it's crazy. They they must be losing so much money. I mean, I asked, I know, I asked my landlord, who yeah. is like a restaurateur, restaurant uh, chef guy yeah. in uh, Orange County. Yeah. You know, I asked him, like, can you give me a discount? You know, it's difficult times. And yeah. he has it even worse than us. Yeah, yeah, like restaurant yeah. people, because they they have to pay rent, they have to get the food there 
fresh anyways and they yeah. don't know how much they're gonna sell so it's difficult times for everyone did you hear what they're doing in the uk they've announced it today um i didn't know about it ryan my manager called me and was like dude have you heard what the uk is doing and i'm like no and he's like the government's giving food vouchers to everybody for the summer where they get like 50% off on like every restaurant just to get money back into the restaurant. So the government's going to pay 50% of the bill to the restaurant. I, I think that's very smart. I think it's a good way uh, to, to not, you know, have it on people. Cause then you, after this, if you're not helping people, you will find a disaster. Yeah, man. You know, and in that way, it's kind of like spending a lot of money to spend way less later. Yeah. No, so I totally I agree. It's I totally really agree. important to help people now. And, you know, I think like cheating, but it's, it's just keep the money flowing in the economy. Cause, and, you know, I, I uh, personally, you know, file for all these like music relief things yeah. and stuff like that. I didn't get any. Have you tried, uh, are you part of the musicians union? Yeah, I, tr I tried a few, but uh, you kind of have to, if you're a musician, yeah. it's just PA. It seems you only can try one. Have you tried, have you tried um, PRS? No, I tried Music Relief, the Grammys one. You should try PRS. They're doing quite a lot. Yeah? Yeah, PRSforMusic.org. They're giving a lot away. For people I'm also it. doing unemployment. Yeah. Dude, I, and, I know a lot of people that are, and I know a lot of DJs that were... Unemployment is... I feel they're even giving too much money. Can you get it? Can Are you... Are you... I thought, no, I thought no way in, in life I could get it. Yeah. And then a friend of mine, because I'm in between green cards, yeah. and a friend of mine has, a, you know, a person in, his, in their family that's in the same exact situation as me, and they're like, I got it. Yeah, yeah. So I applied. It seems I could get it. That's if great. If I get it, That's I'm great. good. Yeah, man. If, uh, so, but I think, I don't know. It, it's strange. Um, but I, I think they have to help everyone. Yeah. You know, and, and the unemployment here is strange because they give more money to people who earn more money. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway... I keep positive. I think we're going to get out of it. We're going to get a vaccine and, you know, uh, and maybe it's going to be good for all of us to have experienced this as, as, you know, a struggle, a commute, not communal. I don't know how to say, but a struggle that we all can relate to. And we are all in this together. And uh, it's a bit of a, makes you think, rethink about how right. to go forward. There's, I think this I, th I think this is a thing. I think it actually allows I uh, for me and it's something that I've always kind of been working on and trying to kind of build and things like that and it's building a company outside of music, building an income outside of music or not necessarily out like not necessarily completely not anything to do with music, but damn there's fucking dust everywhere around here. Um it's like it's about building something within music that can bring uh, bring revenue so that 
if shows don't happen yeah we're, I mean, we're I, good I, I think many musicians they don't value themselves the the knowledge that they have and yeah. that's pretty advanced i mean because it's it's an artist scene and it's not really um being monetized yeah in uh, in a sense of hiring people um it's not that they hire an engineer at a high level and then they they yeah. earn a lot of money but it's kind of the same thing so the music industry is kind of like people who are very very knowledgeable and i feel if you don't know how to make a song that maybe can get you revenue in terms of sales or shows yeah shows don't are non-existing now. yeah yeah you still should value your knowledge and try to find out alternative ways because there are many so so okay there, there are many and like both you and i know that there are many but it still comes to the point where and i know you're you've been going more and more into this um but what what are those options what what could somebody if somebody was sat down here and they probably aren't necessarily they haven't had shows they don't have savings but they are a great whatever producer engineer what whatever is good for them what what do you could they do well of course it's tricky if if you don't have a name a name at all yeah because then you don't have any audience yeah so whatever you say i'm gonna do it's very tricky yeah um uh, so maybe I'm talking to people who have a little bit of uh, the foot in the scene. Yeah. So that's a little bit easier. And what I'm saying is don't get too discouraged and and try to find, even if you look proactively, and even if you're not famous, to be honest, but you're good, because there, there is kind of some thirst uh, from companies to get sample packs and yeah. stuff like that. So if you're, if you're actually good at your craft and, and that's, to be honest, that's, you have to begin with that. Yeah. You know, if you're not very good and you're winging it at something and it's arts, I'm sorry, very difficult. It's going to be very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. You, you might have to find alternative, you know, jobs or ways, but I'm, I'm saying people who are professional have been doing it for a while and know what they're doing it's it's mainly just find ways and reach out really because it's it's amazing how much reaching out to, to companies yeah. uh really yields uh results and even splice and and many other companies are if you're really good at doing sample packs for example yeah you can hit everyone up and and especially these days they're very uh happy to support you yeah i found that and uh that's mostly it and and if you're really good at producing and you can show that if you're not famous but just just offer your services to people for a very cheap price yeah yeah it's kind of you know in times of need you don't need to make the full, even me, you know, I've yeah. been doing this for two decades. Yeah. If I ask for a mix down, I, I ask usually for a certain price 
in these times. And like with that price, I will give you a master two and as many changes as you want. Yeah. And to be honest, if you can't really afford it, make me an offer. Yeah. Kind of thing. So you should be grateful to make any money out of your craft yeah, these yeah. days. Yeah. Of course, you don't have to sell yourself yourself too short. But what I'm saying is instead of um, just sitting there and, and waiting for big money, if you're really passionate about this art and this craft and you really think this is going to be your life, maybe hang in there yeah. and try to make work for less money, more work. But, you know, it requires hanging in there. It, it's not going to be easy. You know, you know that. Dude, I, I think that's the thing is like, realistically, we, when we started doing what we're doing, we didn't earn money. Zero. Um, and for me, if let's say for instance, like right now where a lot of the industry, a lot of, a lot of industries, not just music, but a lot of everything are just not earning anything. And then it, I was talking on the last podcast with Gene Ferris about this actually and how it's about we do our passion and we're happy to do our passion for... Cheers, man. LaCroix, no, this is this is something else. <laughs> I miss LaCroix. Um, we, we do a passion because we absolutely fucking love it. Um, and I think what happens is... I can only speak for myself, but I take things for granted sometimes where I am reasonably successful. I wouldn't, I I wouldn't say I'm fully successful, but in other people's eyes, in other people's eyes, I am successful. Um, but, but it's, you take that for granted because you always think it's going to be there. And I think it's, I've always known it, but for me, it's like now this has fully confirmed it that I need, I also want something else on the side. And it's not because I'm worried that all my shows are going to end. And it's not because I don't think I'm going to, I'm good enough to make this work as my, as for the rest of my life. It's more so the case that I can make time to do other things. And I also can earn money doing other things and if i have two sources of revenues from two different things it then allows me to create more and give more to the world and also gives me a more of a comfortable living not because i want to earn millions of dollars that doesn't really appeal to me anymore but it's more so about having that not having to yeah exactly exactly you really like i think what you're saying to be honest to me translates to you you will have more artistic freedom yeah if you're not just like bound to having your revenue just being your shows and and the revenue that comes from royalties of sales of your songs you're kind of freer to make music that you actually just enjoy yeah because you're not relying solely on that yeah of course you're realistic and you're not gonna make 
insane stuff, you know, that nobody wants to hear. But but maybe yes, who knows? But like that gives you the freedom, you know, having uh, a bit of financial ind independence. It's actually really a good place to be in arts, and it always was. You know, yeah. if if you think, you know, sorry to go a bit his historical, but you know, if you go like even like when did arts really flourish in in human history? It was like when people had wealth, yeah, to pay artists to just be artists, yeah. Because before, it's difficult to be an artist when you have to provide food on the table every day. Yeah. That's just a fact. So I, I think that's it, you know. Well, it, I think it's about being good in business as well, isn't it? Really, like, yeah. let's be honest. I think a lot of artists, and maybe this is, maybe this is, I, I wouldn't say I'm the best person for it, but... Maybe this is something that could be really fucking amazing if anyone's out there to like ha to do like a business class in music for actual artists because some of the best artists, some of the most talented people, are fucking awful at business. And like, I don't know if I'm one of the best ones, but I'm definitely in the category of awful at business. Yeah, and like, I wouldn't say I'm that bad at business, but I'm not one of the best. But I. I see so many mistakes that artists make and I'd love to say to them, what the fuck are you doing that for? Like, why are you going to spend 10 grand on a fucking bag and a first class ticket when you can put that in a bank and it can be a deposit of a house? Like you're not earning that much money. Like save your fucking money for a raining day because you never know what the fuck's going to happen. <laughs> like, come on. Like, but the thing is, is that... Somebody should have told me that earlier. Yeah, but I think there could be something in that. Oh, really it could, there could, there could be somebody that like, I don't know how it would do it. Maybe it's like a YouTube thing and I don't, I don't know. But I yeah, think... Yeah, it has to be a different way. Before, I think it was like people were making so much money that you just had to find a good manager. The manager would do it for you. That would get 20%. But also you get so many horror stories. Yeah. Well, we, we've all had them, right? More horror stories than good stories, to there's, be honest. There's honestly, like, out of all of our friends, how many times have you heard, oh, my God, I'm so happy with my manager? Yeah. <laughs> Not so I am right now. Yeah, same, man. Like, I've got the best manager in the world right now. I love it. I love and, your manager. And... Like, uh, yeah, it's it's rare. Yeah, yeah, that's really rare. It's really rare because there, there's a disconnect. I wish there were more like, but even that, and you have a personal experience I won't explore too much. But because my thing was like, maybe more artists should be managers. But yeah. even that, uh, I doesn't think I think it's tough um, because I think. I, I think there's pros and cons because having an artist manager, it depends really, because I think sometimes the artist manager isn't actually, they're either not an artist or they're not a manager or they've not succeeded in one or the other. That's the thing. If you get a bitter person who will succeed in something and that's like... It's like, uh, yeah, it's like no disrespect. All that I have to do because that other stuff didn't work. Yeah. It's, like, it's like if you go to university and... 
this no disrespect to anybody out there teaching in university but it's like somebody teaching electronic music scene in at university it's like well have you actually experienced it like have you worked in it have you like what have you achieved to then go and teach where somebody's paying 30 grand a year to go to like what what is your experience what are you teaching what are you like yeah are you enhancing people's knowledge in a meaningful way because that is the one thing i would stand by is if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking about going to university for the, anything to do with music or anything fucking don't go save your money travel the world buy some speakers just and just do I it would, i would uh, agree a thousand percent with that like why i i so in the uk you have this thing you called college sorry not really difficult yeah what was that you can learn yourself making music. Uh, you you can do do yourself uh making you know making music it's really not difficult to learn on yourself no well it is and uh, it is difficult but if you really want to no, do it, it is, it just takes time. If you really want to do it, you're going to fucking do it because you love it. But was it difficult? Like, it was really difficult to learn. But, like, did we really, you know, there's a lot of frustrating moments. But I enjoyed the whole process. Experience. Yeah. Learning it. Learning it was part of it. I don't know if I went to a school I'm conflicted because, you know, I'm, I'm doing a production class and, and sometimes if I do a production class and it's on Zoom and, you know, you see the people there sometimes in the little screen yeah, and then you show them something and you see in someone's face like, like yeah, they're yeah. like, oh. And I'm like, oh, if I was you, I'm like, yeah, I, I just saved you two years. Because <laughs> that's how long it took me. Yeah. So... It, it's you know there's not like a general rule but i think if you know if you should go to a school maybe like a little later I not as the first thing not as like oh i want to be a music producer and you go to the school it, it should be a bit more uh i'm gonna say american way organic yeah but it should you know it comes to you when you're like a young teenager yeah you have a music you know See, like one of my friends, she's just went to Point Blank Music School, which I don't know if you've heard of them. Um, no. But Point Blank's Point Blank's really fucking good. And they do... Pardon? Is it UK? It's in the UK. They've got one in Ibiza and they've got one in LA, I believe, now as well. Yeah. Um, but they do an online course. They do loads of online courses and and sit-in courses. And it's it feel, it's ran by proper music people. And it feels like one of, one of my friends, she's like, I really want to get into producing, but I just don't know where to start. And I was like, the best bet, if you want to learn quickly and you want to get the like foundations quickly for you to then just go and work on yourself, go go do a point blank class, if you know what I mean. And they, they give you the foundations. But how much, that was like 500 quid. That's nothing. 500 quid is fine. It's nothing. It's not 50 grand a year. For a fucking no, shit bit of paper, like forty bucks. Yeah, for five days. Five days, you get forty. For forty dollars, you get five days, ninety minutes a day. What's that on? Uh, they're not. It's I O Music Academy. Okay. The school. 
but uh, they're not using Zoom. We're gonna use something else, yeah. which I should know by now, but I don't. But it's it's a bit more efficient. Yeah. Because Zoom, we had some problems last time, and Zoom has a cap that's a bit low. Yeah. So we couldn't accommodate everyone last time. So this time it, it can be even more than two hundred people. That's cool, man. Yeah. So you're doing a class. Yeah, and I'm gonna do it from. Uh, you know, we're gonna all wear masks and follow yeah, the procedure, yeah. of course. But I'm gonna do it this time. It's gonna be from their their uh, room. Oh, cool, man! That's so. Yeah, it's gonna be like a live live studio. Yeah, and, and you know, last time I did it from here. Yeah, <laughs> I had to arrange my bed really nicely <laughs> every day because it was in the bathroom. <laughs> So, so what you guys did like a really, you know. So, what are you going to be teaching? Um, I don't have the papers here. Anyway, I remember. Uh, so I want to make it a little different. Um, not unfortunately, actually, like as you know, everybody is always face and kick. So, first two lessons are about that, but a bit more different and more about how to choose bass and kick how to you know find the the tone uh the tuning of your kick yeah and see if it's a problem or not creatively yeah because a lot of people always want to tune everything but you don't need to it's a choice yeah and so you know find some examples you know that in some cases actually yeah if you tune it it's great yeah in some cases Actually, it's a bit worse because yeah. it makes it a bit dull, especially if you turn it upwards. It's not great. So mostly the, the first two are bass and, and also like exploring more how to sidechain in a way that's not uh, uh, audible. Okay. And that's kind of my thing Yeah. recently. Like I don't want it to have that like... Yeah, yeah. No. And it's, you know, it's a lot of multiband sidechain, but also in a creative way, you yeah. know, you don't have to always multiband sidechain and, you know, just, just teaching when to do what. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think, I think it's a, what I want to teach is like, you don't have to just have a, a system every time and it's always the same. It, it has to be meant to be for that particular occasion. Yeah not every song requires the same processing. Yeah, yeah, totally. Let's learn to know what the processing is doing to your song so you can choose when to use it way more effectively and it's just on point and it, it's not a technique that you just like randomly always do. Yeah. I think that's kind of what I wanna wanted to teach mostly is techniques but also learn when to use them dude that's it's so that's that's, that's so good because i can i can even catch myself doing that where i'm like you just get Same in, you just get into that that movement it's like oh that worked the other day so let's just do it on this and then just do it on this and then you find out that like the last 20 records you made you've done the same thing and you're just like why like why am i doing this and then you have to like or i have and to like stop myself yeah, you have to stop yourself and go back and be like, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm like just 
making the same record eventually because when you use the same techniques you end up just using the same sounds you and you just kind of go down this like hole of making the same shit and you're like oh yeah. and, and really it's it's even like a bit of therapy for yourself you you kind of like catch your own mistakes yeah, yeah. you know doing these classes it's like i teach people but i learn a lot yeah it's that's kind of a great thing about them and also i always have 30 minutes at the end ask me whatever yeah i love they that. always you know they always go a bit longer because it's interesting for me i think it's also how amazing is it being able to give back to people and like teach people what you've learned and what you know it yes it's you you have to be in that mindset where you're like i really wish i had a person who yeah told me because i was in the dark for so long yeah, yeah, yeah where i grew up and it was a bit earlier in you know years ago and you know some things i had no one to ask yeah and it's how cool is it to tell people save them time yeah yeah you, you know some people like have that feel that they want to keep their secrets from themselves. I think that's that's really yeah. uncalled for. Uh, just share all the knowledge you have. Uh, it, if you have it in you to do, you know, great things, it's not because you share the knowledge that you learned that these people will you know, be better than you. Or, yeah. And if they will, that okay. would be actually great. Yeah, that's amazing. So I, I'm all for sharing every knowledge you have. I I, I have no uh, understanding of, oh, that's my technique. I worked for it. Or when also even in DJing, when people like, well, IDs, I don't tell people. And it's like, sure, you did a lot of work, but kind of the basics of this scene is kind of sharing to be honest <laughs> yeah but so much of it isn't as well because it goes back to like the, can you remember like back in the day where people would like cover record they'd like write over record on vinyl like record sleeves so like no one knew what it was and it was like this is i found this record and like no one can know what it oh, is I, I was selling vinyl back in the days <laughs> some promos like i was the king <laughs> yeah I remember selling, you know, Chemical Brothers promos. And in those days, the <laughs> promos, like, it was in tune. Nobody will have it. Yeah. You know, it's 10 copies in Italy. Yeah. In France and, you know. And then you sell them. But I don't know. Did did that make sense? Yeah. Because. I don't know, man. I don't know. It was, it was kind of. <laughs> No, there's a romantic part of it that I actually really like and miss. Of the but vinyl, I felt like a dick. I felt like a dick because, like, at the end of the day, we were just giving those records to the biggest DJs. Yeah, it's like why? You know, it should be music for everyone. Well, it's still like that now, in the grand scheme of things. When it comes to promo and a record, it's it's you you give it to the biggest DJs in hope that they're going to play it and in hope that they're going to support it because they have a biggest following. They might play it at one of their shows. 
they play in front of tens of thousands of people, tens of thousands of people might listen to your record and might shazam it, which then turns into streams, et cetera, et cetera. It's that whole kind of things to be honest. Yeah. Nothing nothing really has changed when it nothing comes to promo. really changed. Except that you can email a feedback and not have to mail it. And let's be honest, no one no one fucking feedbacks anymore, really. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't listen I don't, I literally do not look at my promo email anymore. been months and and my feedbacks if i ever feedback because i want to download it are the most useless feedbacks ever <laughs> dope <laughs> no they don't accept it anymore i have to put dope space uh exclamation mark because <laughs> dope exclamation mark doesn't work like at least two words is so bad because we all want everyone to feedback but then we never feedback I remember yeah. I used to so in I downloaded I, for Richie Horton is fine still. I uh yeah, every everyone's get that da- gets a download from Richie Horton. Like that guy must his must folder his folder, like the put whoever works for Richie Horton to download his <laughs> his his promos. <laughs> like he's supporting every record in the world right now. Um and it's it's hilarious. I don't know who is, but the, his folder must be ridiculous of what it's records. Everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Every promo report Richie Horton supported. And it every, just says every release I ever had in the last two, three years was downloaded <laughs> by Richie Horton. <laughs> he probably never played any. None. Not a single I'm one. Like, why would you download this for Richie Horton? It's really not a Richie Horton song, but Yeah, it's that's funny. But then I why do we send it to Richie Horton? I don't know the guy. I respect the guy a lot. Yeah, he same. Does. But we he's never going to play our records. Well, you never yeah. know, to be fair. Never know. You never know. Maybe... Ah, I can't think any record of mine he would play. Techno. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely wouldn't ever record? play that. Dude, we've written some records, man. I have plastic man's lid mats in my house, though, at Milan. So are you from Milan? Yeah, grew up there. Are you missing it right now? When was the last time you went back? I can't even fly back. I can't. Uh, you can't fly to Europe. I mean, my, my Italian homie just managed to fly back somehow. You could fly to England. You're allowed to fly to England. Really? Yeah, and then you can go from England. My roommate trying to fly to Ibiza. She can't. She cancel. Yeah, she can't to Ibiza, but you can fly to... Is she American? No. So she can fly to England. Americans are allowed to fly to England, and then you can fly from England to somewhere else. Not American, though. Yeah. Because, anyway. like, uh, I was talking to uh, MK. He's here at the moment in the UK, and he's he flew to the UK. I will. UK Stella Stella actor twat. That's what we call it now. The wife beater. Wife beater. Yeah. Um, how was the uh, Fourth of July fireworks? I heard they were ridiculous. I think I got really good recordings. I want to use them, dude. Not really like the the because the fireworks here. To be honest, I grew up in Italy, so they're kind of tame. Yeah, but you you've been in my house, so you can have like a large look yeah. at a lot of fireworks. And the rumble I recorded with. Where is it? Sorry. <laughs> this guy. Yeah. Oh zoom. my god. The yeah. bass. 
Is it ridiculous? Oh, wow. Yeah, because it, it was so many that there is like a constant bass rumble going on. Yeah. And, you know, I have friends like who were not this year, but past years who were veterans and came to my house. They had to leave. Yeah. Because it's so intense. Yeah. And I think actually last year, I think Mika came because he was living still there. Yeah. Well, I spoke and, spoke to Mika, aka Born Dirty. For anyone that doesn't know Born Dirty's yeah. real name, um, he just I, put me on some manga, motherfucker. He's gonna ruin my life. He's put you on some what? A anime. Oh god. Japanese cartoons. Dude. I haven't looked them in in twenty five years, and I think he might have gotten me back into it. Yeah. Ah. Do you like just smoke a joint and get fully yeah. into it? Yeah, at night I just like you know I smoke and <laughs> watch. I don't smoke during the day. It's not a rule for everyone. <laughs> it's also it's not that you can smoke. Everybody can smoke during the day. You can't. Just public announcement. No, I could before, not anymore. You just drink in the day. Drink all day, smoke all night. Uh yeah, I have. I'm a, <laughs> on a four Stella. <laughs> but never after dinner no it's no. like it's like when those people say like i don't drink coffee after like 1 p.m because yeah, coffee doesn't keep me awake because it gets yeah I but you're italian like you you were like given like espressos for like nighttime dinner every, like it's just a thing yeah. i mean coffee it's kind of tame for me but but some people, you know, some people can't even drink tea after five. Yeah. My parents, yeah. they drink decaf pretty much all day. You know, that's the thing. There's no rule. Yeah. Don't listen to anyone. Listen to yourself. Listen to your body. And don't believe anything anybody said about their consumption of anything. Do what makes you happy. No rules. The only rule is what, how it works for you. And uh, in moderation is always a good idea. <laughs> moderation is key let's be honest especially yes. especially yes. during these weird times but yeah I, yeah a lot of people anyway have you have you been writing much music no no to be honest i'm a hater of sorry for that of uh people who say like I, I i'm not inspired yeah uh you know i need inspiration i'm just like show up every day and just work yeah, I agree. Because at some point, it will it will click. Uh, that's what I did every day. Unfortunately, not so productive this period. Yeah, yeah. See, this no. is this is. I was talking to Ryan earlier about this actually, and the last two weeks, because I'm I'm very much the same mindset as you. Is like, I I don't really believe in writer's block. I believe in just getting in the studio and just writing, and. But, blessed that's our job yeah but for me i was i've been trying to work out because the last couple of weeks has been been like really dry in the studio for me and it's like i've not woken up and been like oh i can't wait to get in the studio it's just it's just not been there and then i was like thinking like from i was really lucky like new from new year's eve up until like march the 12th I've been touring and I had the open to close tour. So I was touring like three days a week, like long sets. 
And then during the week, I was also writing all week. And then I got back to the UK in lockdown and literally just wrote. Like, I've written so much music in the last three months on, like, I've probably written, like, three albums worth of music. And... I'm in the last two weeks I've been like kicking myself because I haven't written really anything. I've done like a couple of remixes here and there and I'm but then I'm like, you know what, Will, like you've just written you've just done like I nearly know. seven months of like solid work without a single break. Like I haven't taken a week off. I haven't taken any time off. And I'm like Yeah, there's no time off. Yeah, zero. And even when you like have like a day where you're not in the studio, it's still not time off because it like I'm like always thinking and like my your brain's always on and yeah that's your your way more than me you remind me of riva star <laughs> yeah you guys are always fucking like yeah always it's crazy but, but i feel that with music i i feel that a thousand percent i think i and i think like this i'm as of tomorrow it's i think i'm gonna be like Tomorrow it's Friday. It's Thursday now. People that's listening, this will go out on a Tuesday, but it's Thursday now. So tomorrow being the weekend, I think I'm going to take like four days and just try and just not go in the studio for four days and then just see how I feel. See, may I might, I might even do a week. Wow. Just like, I haven't done it. I don't think I've ever taken like Me a full on week off. You know, that's, I hate to admit it. Maybe there's something good about it. Not taking a week off? Not taking it. Yeah. I yeah. hate to admit it because I'm a hater of taking time off. Same. But, but sometimes maybe, but very selectively. I think it's it's not a common thing. It no. happens every few years. Yeah, yeah. When that happens, okay, embrace it. Take some time off. Yeah, but it's not like every two months or have a writer's block. Uh, just show up. Just fucking put time in. Just fucking get in. But so you're lucky. Your job, you can do as your job. Day daytime job making music. I must say, just show up to the studio. Maybe you know. What are you gonna be like? Oh, let me go by the beach and find inspiration. I don't know when I. You're lucky that. Yeah, when but when I was not full time music, when I used to work, I used to work for my parents in the rehab. Um, I was like harder on myself then. I worked even harder in the studio. I oh, yeah. I literally was. I would wake up at seven in the morning. I would get into work for seven thirty, eight in the morning, and I'd leave at six. And then I'd get home. Wow, a full day. Yeah, I were doing a full day. Yeah, I'd get home, go to the gym, have dinner, and then I'd get in the studio from like nine till one in the morning, nine nine p.m. till one, and just I did that. that Did that three days a week, four days a week, and then on the other days where I wasn't working, I would just work like nine to five in the studio, and just treat it like a like a job. Yeah. But I think that's the that's I mean, the only way I've got I've got to a level where I could probably say I'm I'm okay now. I'm not nowhere near as where I want to be, but I'm okay now. If you know what I mean, I can yeah, write I can I write a record. That I wasn't as hardcore as you, but you know, at some point, you know, I was doing music. 
was getting older. I was in college and, you know, my father was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. You're going to have to work now. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah. Your results are not really like, you know, speaking <laughs> for yourself. I'm like, fair enough. Horrible time of my life. But then, you know, I got a, but I got a part-time job. So I was like 8 to 2 p.m. Nice. And, but then, yeah, but that actually, like, I, I thought my life was over. Yeah. At time. At very bad time. But that really made me like, when I got home, I'm like, I'm going to have this fucking day. Yeah. Sorry for the language. I don't know. If You're allowed to swear. swear. It's fine. I'm going to have this really work. And, uh, that's when it actually started working. See, this is interesting. This is an interesting conversation because I, I did an interview and don't quote me on who this was. I think it was for like mix mag or it was like for something, maybe a little, maybe like four. Sorry. I was saying rest in peace. The the paper uh, version of mix mag. Is it is it stopped? Just, yeah. Last oh week, shit! I think I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They laid off two people. You know, it's no money, I guess. Fuck. But respect. I had so many mix mags yeah. <laughs> in paper. It's gonna be online, okay? Still, but no more paper. I think it's not the same, though, is it? I like the paper, but I guess same. we're old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Ish. Um, but so I did this interview I can't remember what it was for but it was it it kind of was like a a question where they wanted I knew what they wanted me to say it was like the question was what do you feel about artists giving up everything to be um to do their craft so like giving up all work, giving up everything or like, how did you get to the point? It was, I can't fully remember. And I, my, my response was like, I think every artist should actually work on top of doing their art because then it allows you to be financially secure. It allows you to invest money into your career. It allows you to, to put yourself in a situation where you don't actually have to rely on your artist career and you don't have to make wrong artistical decisions so that you can just earn money um and they didn't write it they did they didn't release it because they they it was almost like they wanted me to be like yeah quit everything and do all of this and do all of that and i was just like i don't like that because it's it's not it's not real world no that that's like just like pretty much I'm sorry, I don't want to get too political, but it's just kind of like, you have to be privileged to do that. Yeah. And, and you know, and it's great. You know, a lot, a lot of kids who grew up in privileged uh, situations or with parents who could support them are freaking great artists. Yeah. And there's no, no surprise. But that's like what we were talking before about, you know, when did people starting to be like really having a Leonardo? When when could Leonardo da Vinci happen? Only yeah. when the, the Medici could pay for his life. Yeah. 
So it's it's also like a way to say art as a way. I don't want to get too political. No, get it's, political, it's more man. Democratic. Say, say, it's, say, it's, it's, it's more say democratic. It. <laughs> it, it's more democratic. You don't need to have like your parents being rich to support you. Uh, and it's not really like, it. it's just like work for your art. And and it's yeah. not really like a, a, a crazy struggle. Just, just what? I completely agree. Yeah, just have a day job that pays your bills. Yeah. And then, you get you become an artist yeah because sometimes if you never worked a day job and you know your parents can pay for your nowadays fancy production school and all it can work and it does work but maybe you know you're missing out on um when it doesn't work in a way you know you just yeah. like have a a one approach and, and you don't have a real, um, it, it's, it's kind of, I'm sorry, I'm going to rephrase it. Like when I see people who just like get into these schools and, you know, it's all paid for the drive is, is not very interesting. Yeah. There's not interesting output. That's the problem. Well, I think, I, I think it's think the struggle yeah. has to make it something, you know, you can't have to work yourself to get into that place to, to, to be interesting. Otherwise, for some reason, I find it's not very interesting. Well, I think it's like any, any craft, right? It's when you are taking, when you get to a point where you're earning money from your craft, from what you love, from your passion, people only see the, the end product. Right. And the end product is that you playing in front of thousands of people, you you having millions of downloads and streams and doing whatever and have loads of likes and comments on your Instagram and doing all of that. People only see the end product. They don't see the 10 years of sweating, crying, working out what the fuck to do, trying to like go in different directions to make things work, getting frustrated having no money in your bank account trying to pay rent like no one no one sees any of that and i think if if you don't have the ethics as a person to work your fucking ass off you're not gonna have you're not gonna ever succeed in in i can say this in pretty much any artistical career unless unless you are so fucking good as an artist that you're so good that people cannot ignore you because you're so good. And but that's a lucky, uh, lucky. That's just luck. Yeah, you're not really like you say you're so good. Usually you're not. Well, other either you have a special talent, but you're just doing the right thing at the right time. Yeah, and it's a bit luck, and you shouldn't um, confuse that with being good yeah it doesn't mean you're a genius it doesn't mean you are the best artist around it means you did the right thing at the right time yeah which even like with my previous project i think i had a really good experience with that yeah i don't think was 
the best song we did. I don't think it was the most original sh- stuff that was That's out right. there. <laughs> but it was really the right timing. Yeah, I think that. That's it. Okay, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that because, and I like, obviously I know about your history and I don't know if many people do, but you used to be part of Crookers. Crookers, was it around 2008? When was it that At Night came out? I think, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, Day Night was 2008 in the UK. Day Night, yeah. So, like, if anybody oh, knows... Nine, nine, 2009, January 2009, yeah. So, if anyone yeah. knows the Crookers remix of Day and Night with... Oh, my God, who was it? What was the original Kid artist? Kid Cudi. Um, so, that was you, right? And that... I don't know... Like, that, that was unbelievably big. To, to another level, that record was unbelievably big. But that, yes, and that taught me all the lessons about that kind of thing because we did it a year plus earlier than when it went big. Yeah. And it was not uh, received as a big record when we did it. We did it for free. We didn't even get money. So, and it was a MySpace thing. It was a free download and then Ministry of Sound UK bought it. Yeah, from Fool's Gold. Shout out A Track. Big up A Track. And respect that guy is so real, uh, for real. But anyway, you know they bought it. it was a free download on their blog, and then it got big later. But I think that was like it was a perfect timing. That taught me. I think I didn't even. When we first played that song, it bombed so bad because we played it (laughs) after hours in Italy at 4 a.m. And I'm like, let's never play this song ever again. Let's forget about it. Yeah. It's horrible because it had too many vocals. Yeah. And and then it just grew on the blog and uh, got big. But I think we didn't think much about it. Yeah. Nobody did when we did it but that taught me that's also something about music that it's not even you it's you yeah. do something at the right time at the right moment with the right uh, kind of sounds it just takes off so i'm not gonna go to california hippie but you're a bit of a vessel of what's you know what's bound <laughs> to be successful and yeah. you sometimes it's just lucky it went through you yeah yeah and it not that we 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 thought it through oh this is gonna be a hit number yeah. one and you know, it became actually became number two in the uk lady gaga dude that's crazy man if you think about it that like especially during that time i know the uk has been amazing for house music and dance music we always have dance records in the top 40 but that record was it was insane what's it like having a record that big it was a weird time, you know, because like we got always, um, you know, I was on the phone with Jimmy Ovine, I Ovine, and it was very weird. That's crazy. He's from East, yeah, he was Italian. Yeah, he'd be on the on the phone just to get to want to talk to you. 
because like, oh, this new stuff that, you know, I'll find it him apparently because he's from Ischia. <laughs> he's from what? Which is an Italian island. Yeah. Jovine. Actually, he's an Italian name. He's uh, Jovine. Yeah. So, Jimmy Jovine, which is from Naples. Uh, okay. But he's fr- his family, he said, his family for us from Ischia, which is like an island of Naples. And, you know, I'm a little, you know, young guy, embarrassed to be with on this phone call. And, you know, there's more people on the phone calls. And I'm like, oh, Ischia, dove si canta si beve si fischia. It's, I just say a saying of the island. Yeah. And then everything goes silent. <laughs> and apparently I offended him because, I don't know. Can why. he not speak Italian? Yes. Ah, uh, okay. Because I pointed out that he can, I don't know. But anyway, it was, yeah. Long story short, yeah, I had weird, uh, really weird uh, experiences. The Atlantic Records guy flew us to New York just to listen to, to my songs on my laptop and, and do yoga in front of me and brag about his <laughs> funny collection. Apparently, the guy, which is true. Who is this guy? He, Come on, name he him. He has a the Atlantic Records head guy. And he's trying to do every vinyl that I, that's ever been uh, printed. He says it's close. No way. So it was a lot of like weird stuff that didn't go anywhere. And I think because of that, we actually uh, were misled into making the wrong choices. Yeah. At every single step. Yeah. So... <laughs> Because we we thought we were like, oh, we're great. You know, we probably know what these people don't know. Yeah. Because nobody was telling us this is going to be successful. And it was. So we thought we were like smarter. Yeah. Turns out we weren't. (laughs) So we spent all the money and uh, had a 20 records uh, album. Made not a lot of sense. Um, Had Switch mixing it just because he was our idol. Yeah. yeah. Um, don't really regret it, to be honest. And there's still some songs that I really love. Well, I think at the yeah. end of the day, if you think about it, even though it's not what it could have been, it's where you're at now. It's, it's gotten you to the point where you're at now. And everything it's that it's that thing is that everything takes you to brings you to where you are now like we would have yes. never met if if this if that never happened if you know what i mean like you uh, you wouldn't have met your partner if you know what I mean. like it, it it brings there's so many steps along the way in in, in our careers that you you don't it's that say you don't have a fucking clue what's gonna happen tomorrow yes and that's why I think I'm saying hang in there. Yeah. Everybody, please, as much as you can, hang in there. It's going to be fine. But you really have to hang in there. Yeah. It's not going to be easy. And it's going to be horrible uh, periods for extended amount of times. Yeah. But if you really feel it, I think, because many people I know, older you know I'm, I'm an older age a little bit and you know a lot of people like renounce to it i feel it, it's really the wrong choice yeah if you know just hang in there it's not easy 
Mm. Well, I I think what happens in a lot of cases, people, society takes over what society tells people to do takes over. And it's a situation where somebody gets into a, into a relationship, they have kids, kids, they get married, they have all these ex- life expenses. And it's like, that's what stops people do being an artist because this sounds awful and we all have a lot of friends that are extremely artists, extremely successful artists that have wife, husbands, kids and all of that. However, there's an extra stress to you as an artist, you have to be selfish and I don't care what anyone says. Like, I don't know if you've, have you seen the defiant ones with Jimmy Iovine and uh, Dr. Dre on Netflix? Yes. Yes. So there's there's a part I think it's in the last episode with Dr. Dre and how he's like the first uh, yeah where he's saying um like his family like fully understand that when he's in the studio he's in the studio and he might be in the studio for a week he might be in the studio for a month that he might not see his family for fucking ages like properly like be able to see them because he's just writing in the studio and obviously it's Dr. Dre. So it's a bit different when it's Dr. Dre and you're earning Dr. Dre money compared to when you're like us and you've got a family and you've got kids and everything like that. The financial situation puts pressure on us all. And there does come a point when people give up because it's like, I've got to go get a real job to the amount of people that I started music with. And Sadly, they were fucking great people, great artists, and just they they wanted to they wanted the materialistic things in life, and music wasn't giving them the materialistic things in life, so they had to go get a job. Yeah, but I mean, if you wanted those, like, didn't make him yeah. happy, man. Materialistic music, shit doesn't make doesn't make anyone happy. No, like, making the shit you love as a job and surviving for me is is the most success. Yeah. Success for an artist is not really making it. Yeah. Is not having a day job, doing all day long, whatever the fuck your art is. Yeah. And still being being able to pay bills. That's for me a successful artist. And yeah. if if you can get to that, which I am, and you know, and you know that it's even, you know, after years it's it's always a struggle. I you know, I don't know. Pay rent next month, but like, yeah, fuck it. I'm figuring it out every single time, yeah. And uh, and I feel very lucky, yeah, I yeah. feel like a very lucky artist. I don't feel like oh, I'm struggling. Uh, and but some I understand though, some people maybe who are in my situation will be like, fuck, you know, screw this. Um, I need more stability, yeah. I don't want to um, stress every month, yeah understand it you know i can look down on that understand it totally but totally man my my suggestion of before was i just like maybe try to hang in there because it's not gonna be easy yeah it's not and you know of course maybe some people had it easier but i think it's quite rare i don't know what's your experience i don't think a lot of people who are super successful had it like easy well let's like let's say for instance like like Walker and Royce boys, okay? 
I remember that yeah. Gav won't mind me talking about this. Uh, yeah, he wouldn't mind me. I remember I was walking down Denver. I was in Denver. I was just about to play a show like that night or I played the night before. And I had a call from Gav and Gav's like, I do not fucking know what the fuck to do. Like I'm, we're at the point where we either change our name as Walker and Royce or we quit. And I'm like, dude, wow. this was before the I in the butt ITB came That's out. Before. Just before ITB came out, and it was also the case of like, do we put this record out under Gav under Walker Walker and Royce, or do we change names, or does does Gav go and do it by himself, or does Sam go and do it by himself? And I was like, I didn't really know. Because it was like, I don't want you to give up, but I can hear that it's so stressful for you right now. And I feel you told me at that time. Yeah, and I and like I don't. Maybe it is. Maybe you you've got to do what you've got to do, but hold out a month because in a month it's going to be completely different. And the feeling that you have today is going to be different in a month. Definitely in a month. Tomorrow, it might be worse. Saturday, Sunday, it might be even worse. And you might be fucking depressed as shit. However, in a month when you've like sat back and been like, oh, okay, I've processed this in my head. And then look at Walker and Royce now. They're some of the most in-demand artists in America. And favorite, you know, I see Gavin here. Yeah. A lot. And favorite humans. They're amazing. Amazing. He reminded me, first time we met, I didn't remember it. He reminded me that one time when in Crocus, we went to the, and did a show in New York. He was the MC. Like, he said, like, everybody wanted to be the MC and they were like (laughs) arguing. So he was, Gavin was like, so I just took the mic and just announced it. Gav's the best man. I love that guy. And I remember there were some of my favorite people in LA who live in LA right now. Yeah. To be honest. And it just but that's also like I really respect Gavin and Sam too, of course. Uh because they're really hung in there. Yeah. For so they're my so long. So long so long and it's just believe in it and if you really want to do this it's not like a couple of years yeah uh, you know thing it's uh, more of a decade i remember before. probably lucky you if you get successful soon but it's kind of decades kind of thing yeah i remember four years ago maybe five years ago i was in new york with gavin and gavin was djing in um a little like bar like like a frat party bar in brooklyn in williamsburg not as not as walk and royce it's just as like his side hustle to earn money and pay rent and now look at them now and you're just like that is the truth of hanging in there right yes and also generous guy i guess yeah, yeah. Gotta say. But I think that's the thing, isn't it, as well? Is like <sighs> And you too, you know, yeah. We we when have people... we have 
we have people. I was talking to Born Dirty about this last night. And there's people in life. This is just, this is life. I don't think this is just industry. This is life. There's people in this world that are successful. Well, not what I, I'm using successful as what most people think success is, but I mean, earning good money, right? Yes. And they are doing, they're earning money, but in a way that is not benefiting anyone else apart from their own themselves and for me i don't i think in our our like crew of friends i don't think there's many of us that actually want to achieve that i think and i can only speak for myself is like i i want to be successful so my friends can be successful with me and i know that if if i have like a hit record tomorrow I can guarantee you who's going to be on the lineups of all, all my shows. And that's, that's not because that's not because I feel like I should. It's because I fucking just want all my friends around me to do really well. And I, I yeah. I understand that a thousand percent. And even, you know, when with Crookers, we were doing well, but you know, it's about a group of friends, and you're right. I think when we were doing well, we tried to do that with some homies, and it's not talking shit about homies, but you know, we were like, oh, let's do like the French people, you know, they all help each other. And you know, we got like, I don't know, uh, GTA. Yeah. We had to do a radio station for Grand Theft Auto, and it was like a lot of money, and like every new original song is $10,000. Yeah. And, and we we're like, okay how many and like up to 10 and we're like okay let's get 10 homies who yeah. are fucking broke yeah and and do songs yeah and you know we delivered 10 songs in the end they were like uh we can't really pay you 100k but you know they took three <laughs> yeah and you know, we have three homies yeah. but i think exactly that help your homies because that they're you before you made success and it's not I I hate when people think they made success because they're so much better than anyone else. Yeah, it's not. There's always, of course, you had something that clicked and that's on you and, you know, respect. But it's it's also like circumstances yeah. and help your homies. Because also, in a way, it's, it's also selfish. It's not even like that uh, it is generous, but it's also if you create a community like that, then when you are not doing well and they are, it'll come back. Then you, you it comes back. I had, I don't back. know if you had it kind of on the way up when you met people and they were, they were kind of higher up in the success, success graph than you. And then you get to the point where you're, where you kind of overtake them and then, but they were a fucking dick to you on the way up. You, you never forget that. Never forget uh, that. The only people who were dicks, I really forgave them because it was the right reason. Okay. But explain. Wait, wait, it's like, I'm going to just say, like, fake blood. Like, yeah. He hated the fact that we were kind of like making a sound that was UK and we were from Italy. Yeah. And then 
you know, we go to Sun Keys when it was still open in Manchester. I yeah. don't have to remember that club. Yeah. Low yeah. ceilings and all. Yeah. And, you know, and he's there, like, just like making a synth line scratching of uh, just an acapella of Geetznach from Roman yeah, Flugel. Yeah. yeah. And he just sees me there, friend, like with my jaw drop. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man. And then it's just that. You know, it, the human interaction always takes over. And yeah. then from then on, you become friends. Yeah. Because you're like, okay, we respect each other. You know, you always have to show the respect. And, and that's the the main thing is in, in person and show respect to people. And everybody will be good. And you don't need to agree with everyone. You don't need to like their music. Totally. But, but seriously, it, it's... it's uh, and ob- uh, a subjective thing, your taste in music. So I don't know. I, I get a lot of DJs who are assholes to other DJs because they don't like their music. Yeah. And I think that's just insanity. Well, I think if you think about it, like if you think about all of us that are like close mates, a lot of our music isn't actually similar anymore. A lot of us have all gone on different tangents and we all make different things, but we're not mates because we listen because we like each other's music or we play each other's music we're mates because we just fucking love each other right <laughs> yeah yes i mean <laughs> it's such a very thing really you just hang out with people who like the stuff you like it's fucking weird it is weird and I, even as a teenager it's not right and it doesn't enrich you it doesn't do anything good for you really. no just hanging out with people do the stuff you approve of. You actually want to challenge yourself all the time. And then maybe still choose to say, I don't like that stuff. Yeah. yeah. But expose yourself. Expose yourself to stuff that you think you don't like. Because that's the only way when, when you realize that you actually really don't like it. Yeah. Because if you don't expose yourself to stuff and come from a distance saying, oh, I think I really don't like it. You don't actually know. And more than that, you um, exclude yourself from learning anything from stuff that actually you don't like. But there's so much. You can learn a lot of elements from stuff you don't like and you don't have to embrace it. Well, I think that's the thing about being an artist, right, is I hate using that word artist, actually, because it sounds fucking bougie. But, Everybody's an artist. Uh, construction work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, if we're calling it like that, then yeah. I think... Then I'm being very zen. I think anyway. if, if you're an artist... The fuck, is, is my mic being really weird? No. Or is it... It's like glitching in my headphones. Um, oh, it's not at all. Okay, cool. So I think if you're an artist and you aren't open-minded to other people's art i think it kind of suffocates your own art because we we live especially now you're 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 a huge advocate of this and i'm just going to bring this up as a as an example the tech house gate right and how and how there is so much copy and paste tech house and there's so much copy and paste techno there's so much copy and paste whatever now but let's just use tech house because everyone talks shit on tech house 
But as a genre, tech house is techno and house. And there's good yeah. and bad. There's a lot of bad, but shit, I wish I could I could find the vinyl. Because it changed so much tech house. Yeah, massively compared to what how it used to be. It's like it's crazy. I found like recently I uh, maybe it's here. Anyway, I'm not gonna do it now. Uh <laughs> No, but yeah, because like I always had problems when tech, the the genre tech house. But anyway, finish your thought because I um, it's I forgot what I was saying, but it was kind of like every. I feel like everyone has to have not everyone, and I'm not telling anyone to do anything. But for me, as an artist, it's being open minded and going okay this i get this i don't love it but i get it and now and now i understand that scene kind of allows me to accept it and if you accept it you never like you're open to it and if you're open to something or if i'm open to something it allows me to be a little bit more relaxed on why it's so successful and then it stops me from comparing myself to other people because i think i've i've learned i've learned a lot in the last since 2018 i think or since 2019 beginning of 2019 and end of 2018 it's like used to used to compare myself to a lot of artists and especially over the last like 6 months i've like worked out that i just want to be will clark and no you are you are already being will clark for longer than 6 months no but I think it takes time for, uh, for me, it's taken time for me to understand where I want to take Will Clark as an artist. Oh. And there's still that comparison of other artists. Sometimes we all have that. I think we all have that. Um, but I think being open to, uh, being open to other genres, being open to other art, sitting back and actually just taking it in has allowed me to really accept who I am as an artist. I don't know if you've experienced, if you experienced anything like yeah. that. Yes. I, I experience it a bit too much. Okay. In what sense? I have to get more ego, not ego, but like I have to be more me. Yeah less taking in okay um so i of course understand very well the taking in part and i think you reach a good balance because like i'm still unbalanced in that way and i'm I'm working on it actually um as soon as my computer comes back <laughs> but anyway <laughs> yeah i think you have to to create your own style and of course it's built on other people other people's styles and you have to compare yourself uh but you have to compare yourself not in the moment you're creating and i don't know if it's a stupid thing to say but in the moment you're creating don't compare yourself to anyone don't think what label this is gonna go yeah uh don't think what of your homies gonna like it yeah let's just do it yeah and it's easier to say than to do yeah. but i think everything else if if 
if the creative process is free from all that, it's fine. Yeah. You can have those thoughts afterwards because, and even if they're not completely correct, they won't affect your work. Yeah. It's, it's just an afterthought, you know, as much as, you know, when you have trouble and you think about stuff before going to bed, Yeah. It, it's not going to affect it, your output. So, and maybe it's actually good to do it after. Yeah. I, I, it's, we're running out of time probably. No, but anyway, no, good. It's, going. it's good to do it after. Yeah. And, and that's why, like, if I have to make a comparison and then I'm done, uh, I can never be high making music, like smoking weed, making music. Some people really need it. Yeah. I make horrible music. And again, I don't really uh, recommend the use of anything while yeah. making music. If you can not use anything, you win, of course. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for me, it works. If I smoke at night, I judge the music. Yeah, yeah. I do. And I'm, I'm really good at judging. Yeah. And just, just find the way that works for you. That's the long story short. There, there's no rules and you can't really like hold yourself um i'm trying not to be too californian <laughs> <laughs> i was just being i was just about to say like just listen to yourself and i'm like yeah i don't know about that <laughs> anyway uh, so be real with, with what you you know you like and you you know just be real to yourself listen to yourself yeah it's man. not really have, have you have, are you at the point with your production where you're you actually don't care you like the music so much that you don't care if anyone else likes it i'm getting there i am there and that's also because i think and in a way to reconnect with what we were saying before about uh financial um stability yeah is because there's no shows and I had to find alternative incomes. I don't yeah. have to care. Yeah. Actually, actually, it's a happy place. Yeah. I don't really actually have to care anymore because it's not going to depend on it. And I have a couple of projects that I'm really interested and excited about. I'm going to send to you. Yeah. And I don't Just have do. to care. And it, it's a place of freedom. Um, but, but, you know, I'm blessed that I can make some income. Sorry, I'm moving. In other ways, yeah. But uh, that's a, a sweet spot to be. Yeah, no, I don't really care. What I'm doing now is uh, it's really just what I like, and 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 also, you know, I, I've been uh, reimagining my career career for quite a few years, yeah. and I'm, I just came to terms. I don't know what works. Yeah. I'm not good at that stuff. I'm not good at planning you know a strategy a goal will make me go anywhere yeah um but if i'm blessed enough to make a living you know pay rent and buy food yeah and in a great place i'm just gonna keep being myself and try to go for for something maybe next level yeah not trying to fit in just just do something else. It's a know. nice, it's a nice realization that, and I think that 
for me, and I don't know if you can you can agree with me, but it's that kind of it is that working on yourself as a as a person, and it's I don't want to sound too adulty and too parenty, but it's like that maturing as an artist and as a person to the point where for me recently it's been like no i actually like the music that i'm writing so much that i don't care if adam bayer doesn't play it i don't care if pete tong doesn't play it i don't care if if any of my peers don't like it because i know that i i believe in i believe in it so much that i know that even if somebody hears this in 10 years time that it's still going to sound fucking good. Yeah. You know what it reminds me? Like, I think like I read a, a tweet by Scream recently yeah. and he was talking about Paul Wolford. And I think he was telling the same thing about him. Like, I really want to follow this guy steps because he really didn't care if people didn't like, and his output was always like really prolific. Yeah. And, and, but he didn't really care. Yeah. It's just like, I'm making the best music I can do. And, you know, he's a real hard worker making a lot of quality music. And I don't know, it stuck with me. And just what you just said resonated in the same exact way. Yeah. And he, he, uh, let's use Paul Wolford for, for an example, like, Obviously, he, at this moment in time, he's got an insane, huge record out with Diplo. And a, yeah. over the last few years, he's having more and more commercial success. I remember when I was 18, I used to work for we, for Space, for We Love Space in Ibiza, and he was the resident at, at Space. What did he work? Uh, 2008. Oh, and I went 19. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That was when I was born. It was only open during the day. Yeah, that was when I was born. It was Twelve to twelve. <laughs> it, it was it was then, um, and he, Paul was like one of their residents, and obviously he'd been he he'd still been doing it from years since then, and I think that's it's that progression. Seeing I've seen his career. He doesn't he does know me from from back then, but I've seen his career oh, wow. from like. Even for me, like it's we're nearly nearly fifteen years or like we're thirty twelve years and I've seen his career progress from being a v- extremely insanely fucking good DJ and producing some really great underground records to now potentially probably having a top ten hit. And he's yeah. a- and ev- and everything in between he's done purely it's just been amazing music and it might not be amazing music to me it might not be amazing music to you every yeah, record yeah. but still it's still amazing music and he's yeah. he's gone to that point where it's really interesting with him he's a really interesting character because he's gone from like really underground and he's still really underground but he also isn't. He's very far away from underground and he's very commercial. And it's really interesting to see how he's done that because he's got the love from the underground with his older stuff and with special requests. 
but has also got the love from the overground and gets the support from the overground because of the under. It's so it's it's so amazing what he's done. I'm not really not knowledgeable, but like, does the underground support his uh, mainstream records? I don't know. Probably not. The underground can Probably. fuck off though. I think I think I, I think the leaders of the I, I think the, I think the leaders of the underground respect it though. And I think that's the thing. He's like so good with underground records that even if he does something that people look down on because they're like, oh, it's mainstream. Yeah. They cannot disrespect him. And really, like I have this conversation on nearly every podcast. What the fuck is underground? Nothing. It doesn't mean anything. Like every, I think at every point, no, it's not. But underground to me means you're playing in front of 50 people. You don't have Instagram. You don't have anyone following you. You release vinyl only and you don't promote your records. That For me, that's underground. Like the, the, the real definition of underground should be like you do music that was not around before and and you have an audience and it's a small audience. Very niche. And that's it. Yeah. But it's never like that. When people say underground, it's not. It's just like a version of something that's already, already being around. Yeah. Like real underground is so rare. And, and people tend to, to try to call anything underground that's just like club music that's not like in the radio. Yeah. Or, or not on Beatport or like a bit... Now underground is just like club music that's a little bit more obscure than what people on Twitter or socials know. <laughs> that's kind of the definition now. Before yeah, but... it was the 80s, it was like shit that's not on the radio. Yeah. And it's like you either listen to the radio or it does not exist. Yeah, yeah. That's why underground was made sense. Now it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any no sense. Underground. Because underground by definition, the way we consume music exists. And also everyone. Also how we listen to music, like whether that's in a club or whether that's whatever, like that I know there's illegal raves, I know there's illegal parties, like we all know that, or like free parties, however you want to call it. That used to be the underground, right? Like but now it's not it you can't really get away with it that much. In especially in America and especially in the UK and in most civilizations, um, it's it's easy to access this. The what people try to, um, I don't think it exists anymore in 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 the real romantic way it yeah. existed before. Because you know, I remember going my first house parties. I went. I was you know very young, and it was like. In Milan, it was like gay fashion people. Yeah. It was underground, you know, because it was music that you never heard anywhere else. Like it yeah. did not exist. And it was like very difficult to even come across these parties. Yeah. You know, I, I was lucky to be in, in the scene for some reason. But now when people say underground, uh, which I kind of experienced when I was into punk rock in a way, musically. Yeah. And it was like mainly what they say, what they most people mean with underground is just music that most people don't even know it exists. Yeah, and that's enough for them to be underground. But that for me doesn't really 
underground should uh, require uh, involve a scene. Yeah. And it's not just like, like, oh, it's not on the radio, then it's underground. And then as everything. And I remember, uh, I remember growing up with punk rock. One, one weird example, like Blink-182. Yeah. It was underground. To start with. And then yeah. it became a, a horrible, you know, horrible. I don't know. I didn't like it at the time, but it became an MTV yeah. phenomenon. Thing. And, but that was super underground in 95. It was Fugats, even No FX, even yeah. Green Day was underground. All that punk rock scene was underground. And, and rock taught me about the underground label that it's pretty much what people mean by that is it's not very well known. Yeah. <laughs> That's all they mean about it. No one's earning and, any money from it. And, yeah. And there's that, that hipster, um, not so nice thing that it's like they love that band and then as soon as it becomes yeah. i remember offspring another yeah. punk rock thing 95 first album loved it went to the concert almost died because i was 15 and mosh pit not very strong yeah in the mosh pit yeah <laughs> and then you know in 98 they had an mtv song yeah. and then all of a sudden they're trash game over and or the cool underground so I, I think even to this day, what people mean with underground is just stuff that people don't know about. And as soon as they know about it, the cool first wave of people that were supporting it, abandoned and like the commercial. Fuck those people. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Right, dude. Let's uh let's wrap it up. It's it's, I told you I was going. How long are we? Ten to one. We're only at, well, hour and a half. To be fair, that's gone quick. Okay. It's ten to one, and I've got to be up in three hours to take my parents to the airport. That's not good. Um, so, dude, uh, bef- before we go, let's give another shout out. IO on your IO school. Um, when is it, and how do people sign up? Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to do a production class with IO here in LA. It's going to be remote on Zoom, but I'm going to be in their offices so I can show all the like fancy plugins and stuff. And uh, it's quite cheap. It's 40 bucks for five days. It's going to be 90 minutes per day, 60 minutes of lesson, 30 minutes of questions. Usually I kind of like go a lot longer with the questions because i like the questions <laughs> and uh yeah just check it out uh at bot 106 all socials of mine at bot 106 so that's just check that that's for any, any B, info that's b-o-t-1-0-6 um and i the io school is it www.io academy Good question. <laughs> Let me Google this quickly. Um, <laughs> IO Academy. Okay. Is that it? Gypsy King. Yeah. I can't remember. I can't find it. <laughs> IO Music Academy. At, at IO Music Academy. On Instagram at IO Music Academy. Um, and then the website is iomusic.academy. I'm in the link in the description. I'll put the the link to the uh, to the class if anyone wants to go and check it out. We're on. If you're watching on YouTube, it will be in the description. If you're on Spotify or 
Apple Music, it will be in the description link there as well. Um, so, dude, thank you so much for being on. I literally, can- I literally <laughs> cannot wait to uh, to see you, man. In when we, man, when all this shit's over, I want to come to Europe, dude. Europe honestly, band, when man. you can, like, come and stay here. You're like more than welcome to stay. Just come I and stay. I take it's been two years for me. Yeah, man, come and come, come yeah. to the UK, stay at mine. We we'll go cook some food and uh, go to the local markets and do all of that. Um, keep safe. I love you, man, and I'll uh, see you soon. All right, bye, man. Take care, dude. Big love. So that is a wrap. And that was amazing. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, Thank you for listening. I love you all. Please subscribe if you want. Uh, Please share it. And I'd also love it if you could hit her a little review in the bottom. That'd be amazing. It just keeps keeps the show going. Um, Love you all. Keep safe. See you very soon. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.